recording. So, uh, yeah. Imagine we did the podcast and we were just like, yeah. Hey. That's probably that's one of the top uh, grossing podcasts on line is some guy doing that. Somehow that's like, that's a hit. People love that. Yeah. What was that scientist's uh, name from that uh, TV show back in the day that had that and then did some commercials about dry eyes? Oh, and he had his own oh, uh, game show too. Ben Stein. Ben, ben Stein. St- when Ben Stein's funny. Bueller. Bueller. Ben Stein. He's still around. Just, I'm sure he's on Cameo. You seen the Cameo thing? Uh, only if what you've told me of, of it. <laughs> it's amazing. Because it. it was like. Bill, our manager, hit me up and was like, someone was asking if you want to be on Camo, and I didn't even bring it to you. I just said no. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know anything about Camo either. And I checked it out. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a, you know, people pay to get like direct messages from celebrities and stuff. There's not a lot of music people on there, but uh, I heard the guy plays Kevin from The Office made a million dollars this year from Cameo. Wow. I want to like get it's like out a there. celebrity to mow my lawn. That I forget like let's get some real chores happening. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, direct message 100 bucks. Uh do your postmate groceries, yeah, 500 yeah. bucks. Yeah, do your laundry. Yeah. $1000. Let's go. You missed a spot. Yeah. It's coming. It's all coming, Dave. It's it's all happening and we're going to have to do it. The wheels are in motion and we're up next. I'll go to a fan's house and make them dinner. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be pizza. That's it. Well, last time you sent me a video of you making pizza, I could see the domino box <laughs> in the background. Just because you pulled it out that of the oven. so good. Doesn't mean you're making, you're, <laughs> you make pretty good pizza. pizza. We live together. When we were making uh, when we were making the last record, we lived in oh. a, a flat together, and you and I have very different f- food making styles. Because my OCD has it so that everything is spread evenly and distributed evenly, and you That's make right. a mountain. Yours is like That's right. everything gets piled straight in the middle, and then it just has to get piled higher in the middle until, and then you have to get like if it's a sandwich, the bread's on top, squish. If it's pizza, it's just all like the middle is all full of oh, stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of like the, it's all going on like anyways kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, those are so good though. Those those we go to what's the place called? Tesco's or yeah, one of those Tesco Express Sains Sainsbury's. Yeah, we had one right and around the corner. So but I, you get the chorizo. You know, you get a chunk of chorizo. Oh, so good. Now, yeah. Pizza then we start good. boring each other stuff. Like, like, hey, can I put some of your chorizo on my my pizza? And you're like, yeah, sure, go for it, man. Yeah, it was good. Community good chorizo, times. man. Community chorizo. <laughs> oh, those are the days. Remember when we could leave our house? Yeah, that was good. Did you remember when we could leave our house and big... we stayed at another house in a different country? Yeah, Mary, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just in a different city. But we are, the place we stayed in in London when we recorded our album last time, there was, some, there was a ghost, right? Wasn't there a ghost? Did we talk about the ghost? I don't think so. Uh... We talked about it with each other a couple times. I thought that 
you know, you did something or I asked you in the morning, be like, did you come out of your room last night? And yes. You'd be like, and you'd be like, no. I'm like, I swear I heard something. Right. Yeah. There was I thought you saw weird. something. You saw, you I were saw outside something. on the deck and you saw someone walk past or something. Then you thought it yeah. was me and I wasn't even there. Uh, and, or I, or I was, I came out. So oh, you came like, back what? from the gym. You came back out from the gym yeah. or something. Yeah. Somewhere. I was like, what? No, that wasn't me. Yes, ghosts. Do you believe in all the ghosts? You believe in ghosts? Yeah, you know, you know, I do. I believe in everything. <laughs> a great guest would be Dan Aykroyd because, like, I, I love Dan Aykroyd, but Ghostbusters. But he's actually like has a massive connection because he, uh, his whole family did like uh, what's McCall? It's when they were when he was a kid. Um, you know where they all do sit in a circle and stuff. Uh, seance. Seance. They do like seances and stuff. So he like, grew up in that. He's like, oh, yeah, we're in the bar and we had seances. And he's seen aliens and stuff. He says he's seen like UFOs and come down and look at them and stuff. I'm like, what a great guest that would be. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> Season two of Band yeah. Beating Pie. And of course, well, that's all when, massive. When we were making the record, that's all we did is watch ghost uh, shows and Sasquatch shows. And we uh, watched. Watched the Sasquatch movie. Remember, it was it was so bad. It was like zoom in. It was a paper mache head. We're like, man, we're kind of disappointed. Remember? What else could it be? Uh, I like that guy though. <laughs> it, it was funny. What was that called? I don't. Remember. He was pretty good. He was crazy for sure. Uh, but the ghost, the ghost. Um, what was the show called? We watched like so many episodes, and one had Post Malone on it. Remember, they left him alone in that that place. Oh, no, you cut out there for the whole last 10 seconds. What was that show called? The, the ghost show we watched a ton of. The Ghost Adventures. The Ghost Adventures. Yes. Is that it? Zach? Yes. It was Zach. Yeah. Something. Zach, not Zach Braff. Zach Attack. Zach, and remember yeah. they had Post Malone was on an episode. That's right. Post Malone was on that one episode. It was, it was cool. so good. That's such a good show. But yeah, they... Uh, They'd always have that one guy that they'd force him to go in and they have to like sleep overnight, like in an old abandoned hospital or something. And they force him not to sleep alone. <laughs> the poor Sounds, guy would wake up and get attacked by a ghost. Such a good awesome. show. When you're thinking yeah. there's ghosts around you, then there is. You ever like think there's a ghost and then so you start walking out of the room and you, know, you get all these shiver up your spine because, you know, you started thinking it was a ghost. And so it is. Oh, man. Well, we had, uh, the house that I grew up in, there was, I never saw anything, which is kind of sad. I wish I did. My parents and my sister all witnessed like some crazy ghost stuff. My sister still says she sees things and we had dogs and the dogs would go to the spot in the mm -hmm. basement and stare up at a spot and sit. I never witnessed any of it. My sister's always really creepy. And then we had an alarm go off all the time in our house and the alarm, you know, has areas of where the alarm was triggered and it was the alarm was in the basement in the area where the dogs would sit and look up mm. it's like one of those sensors where the movement sensors so it's creepy stuff this has nothing to do with our podcast uh this week but uh yeah that's what we do man that's what we do i know i love it uh <laughs> it doesn't have to have anything to do with it because when you talk about ghosts and bigfoot that's entertainment and it's reality because it's all real and it's reality too. Well, I was going to say when you, you're, you kept saying, well, I never witnessed it. I never witnessed it. I was going to say, well, the honest ones never do. 
<laughs> oh. Well, I mean, a- I, I love what, what's his, uh, what's the uh, astrophysicist name? Tyson? Yeah, Neil deGrasse. Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Close. Yeah, Neil deGrasse. He said, because, you know, he, he talked to an astrophysicist about non-science things, and he, he, he had a great perspective of things. He says, look, you know, I, there could be an, a planet with unicorns on it. We don't know. I can't disprove unicorns. And I thought that was a great kind of uh, thing that he said. He's like, yeah, you can't say, oh, there's no unicorns. Like, well, until we, you know, we can't disprove it because we haven't found one yet. So I like that. Right. He was smart to so say science, that. Science isn't about trying to uh, prove a bunch of, uh, you know, crazy things, but just trying to make sure, you know, you take the stuff that you know and you do experiments to make sure that the stuff that you know is actually true and facts. You know, when they science find Dave, a planet full of unicorns, then the right. science will really begin. Science is about taking airborne when you feel sick. <laughs> works every time I took so what, it and uh, went away in an we hour. have a we have a pretty awesome guest today I, I think this isn't a cool this is a cool thing a gold medal winner we have a gold medal winner on our show today I yeah think that's a, like a, a cool thing winning a gold a gold medal, medal winner, winner at the olympics by the way in case people were like well, gold medal for what olympic he has won uh, gold medals in other championships yeah, world championships for hockey and stuff yeah. uh, like that. But gold, uh, but medal, a gold medal, medal Olympics, winner. I feel like I feel like for you know representing your country, there's really no like that's what the Olympics were all about, right? There was it's all about just like proving who's the best. Well, we played um, we played the Winter Olympics when it was in Vancouver. That was right, 2010. 2010. And uh, it was pretty amazing because we got to perform in. BC Place, it was just, you know, it was just such an amazing thing. And then, of course, the Canada won that they won as well. And and when there's like thousands of people in the streets and then hockey games would break out in the streets. People would all of a sudden be like, get back. And it'd be like a a breakdance circle, but it would be like street hockey games. And it was the most Canadian thing you've ever seen. And we had a, I think we had a, we had to, we didn't fly out, but we, we had to get on the tour bus that night and leave. Remember? It was kind yeah. of sad. But we, we got back, we our tour off. ended. We played our last show in Seattle the night before the gold medal game. And so I drove home, I think maybe with my dad or something that night and woke up in the morning and, and watched the gold medal game uh, from the comfort of my own couch. So it was pretty cool. Uh, that was. That was exciting having the Olympics there playing. That show, I think, is probably the most multicultural show we've ever played. I literally saw 25 flags in the audience. Yeah. Because people yeah. were there to watch uh, like a medal ceremony as well. And then we performed, and it was really a, a really cool experience looking out and seeing just like, you know, I don't know, 25, 30 different nations being represented and watching us play. It was cool. Yeah. And it was, it was sad because I remember when we we pulled up and it was like a full, because it was the Olympics, it's the security was crazy, right? We mm-hmm. all had to get out. There's like a bomb squad yeah. there. They're checking our, I don't, we didn't van. pull up in a tour bus. We pulled up in some sort of van, yeah, white van. van, full security. And then we just sat back. I don't think there was any sound check or anything. Was there sound check? Yeah, no. It was something, but it was, 
It wasn't yeah, it was I think more just, like video or I don't know, something weird. But my dad was going to come down and watch. And so my dad had, I guess, not timed it correctly. He'd taken the, the bus. My dad took a bus and sky trained it to the show. And of course, so I'm trying to find my dad and I, there's no way to leave him tickets. I think I had to kind right. of have someone go get him, escort him in, which was fine. But he was so late. Like I, I was called him or texted him like, dad, I have to go. I have to like, or on go. Or on I'm on stage. I have to go. I don't know where you are. And I never heard from him. <laughs> and I guess he showed up and he couldn't get a hold of me because I was like on stage and he Before just me. went to some usher and was like, my son's on stage. And <laughs> being in Canada, they're like, oh, well, you better get down there. So like they just let him on the field and I'm playing. I'm looking down. There's my dad, like front row on the barricade watching me. I'm like, there's my dad. What How do you happened? How'd you get in here? So at least we, I, yeah, at least he got to see it. And, but yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm like, why? Well, how'd you, how'd you, what'd you do? Well, the bus was late or something. I'm like, you took the bus? Yeah. Should have sent a car for my old man. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, uh, that was fun. <laughs> I remember that. The Olympics, 2010 Winter Olympics. Yeah. So the 2014 uh, Winter Olympics, uh, Matt Duchesne, who is our guest on the show today, mm-hmm. uh, in Sochi, Russia, he, uh, he won a gold medal with the team there. Pretty amazing feat to have a gold medal. Let's find out. We'll try to ask him today where he's got it. Where he yeah, keeps Russia. It. If like it me, I would just wear it all the time. <laughs> it's, yeah. I wonder what point. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some people probably like put it on, they sleep with it or something. Some people maybe a couple nights. Put, it in a, put it in a drawer and then they're done. But we'll find out. Russia, another superpower of hockey, mm-hmm. right? I wish we'd been, we've been to Russia. It's beautiful. Love it. I remember, um, first time we went to Russia, a lot of people were worried and like, I don't know, man. And we're like, it's going to be great. And it was great. Well, you know, it's like everybody has this mentality of what you think. And, and then all of a sudden you get there and this is like human beings and, they're just uh, so appreciative of the fact that you've come so far to perform for them. I'm telling you, we played in Moscow and then we took the train from Moscow to St. Petersburg. And I will never forget, like, just like being in the train and watching fans smashing on the windows of the trains. Like, how do they even know we're oh, taking yeah. the train? Like, they just know what you're doing. They know what hotel you're at. And they're all staying there, hanging out outside the hotel, trying to meet you. It was like Beatlemania. Yeah, they wait at your hotel. They you go to check in you your hotel, me. and then the, hello. Uh, you go down to Red Square, and they're there waiting. Yep. Hello, how do you know going to be down here? Oh, you know, we just just assumed you come because all bands the first thing they go do is go down to Red I Square. Mean, if you're, and, yeah, you want to see some see some sights. Yeah, they're smart, but yeah, they give uh, the Russian fans over there too. They give like crazy gifts. Like I got this. Don't want to say I kept it. I actually have it in my studio. I don't remember, you know, like she made a doll of me. That's right. I remember that. There it is. <laughs> Someone came over. I think Howard Benson came over and was like, is that Scott Stapp? I'm like, yeah, I got a nope. Scott Stapp. <laughs> it does oh. look a little Scott Stappish. Not going to lie. It looks a little but Scott Stappish. Oh, good luck there from a Russian fan. But, you know, that's, I got some, like, that's uh, crazy. The stuff they do build for us, you know? I got some refrigerator magnets, uh, Russian refrigerator magnets on my fridge downstairs. Some books. But man, like what a beautiful place. Like, um, 
uh, I remember going for a walk. I was going to check out some something. And they had they have like metal detectors going into everything, going into a mall. And there's different sections of of street. And all of a sudden it's like these barricades and a metal detector. And I don't I have and I'm like trying to get, I'm looking on my map quest thing, trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And there's like, and there's all these different kinds of police there. So they have like the local police, military police, and then these other guys, they had a name for it. And they wear these certain uniforms and they're like oh the certain you don't want to mess with those guys they have certain uniforms you don't don't mess with those guys these guys are great and i remember i walked up and i just walked right up to this dude with an ak-47 like this and i walked right up to him like hi there i'm trying to and all these people were trying to like get through this metal detector to go to some other <laughs> part of the city it was just like in the middle of this road i'm trying to get here and he didn't know any english but he's like oh right. uh, uh, trying to like direct me to he's the nicest guy uh and it's just you know I, I i think a lot of people would be so afraid to even go up to a guy with an ak-47 <laughs> yeah. and be like hi there i don't speak any russian can you well, we I need flew, to get, try to find the starbucks we flew to moscow that one time and it was a full blizzard it was a full-on snowstorm blizzard and we got to our hotel and the night that we arrived in Moscow, and we got there late, it was like 6 p.m. or something by the time we rolled into our hotel, Hailstorm was playing a show That's right. in Moscow. And it was, on top of that, it was Joe, the guitar player, Joe Hottinger's birthday. And I was like, I got And you know, you're, flying to Russia is not a three-hour flight. It is like a day of hell. It's, you know, it's a yeah. long travel day. But I was like, man, this is... This is, what are the chances? Hailstorm's going to be playing in Moscow on Joe's birthday, and I'm here. So I actually got an Uber, and I did not know if I was ever going to arrive. This guy did not understand a word of English either, and I couldn't. We couldn't communicate, but you know, I put the location in the app, and it was he. It was like a Honda Accord, and it was a full blizzard, like crazy blizzard. But I got there, and I. My, they had a ticket waiting for me. I got, went and watched the whole show and then hung out with them after. Literally stayed up, uh, went to some bar and drank till 4 a.m. with Lizzie and Joe and then and then took a cab home back to the hotel. That's awesome. See, you're all those guys that, that you, know, you and Dean are both the guys that, are, that kind of do that stuff. I'm like, I'm not I gotta always. save my it's voice, like... guys. I gotta save my voice. And then I feel bad because <laughs> it's like, oh, so I saw the guy, I got hung out, it was his birthday. And I'm like, man. Well, you know, certain things I I think of and it's, you know, Dean is the guy that he will go every day we get to a city, he will go and do something and and like seize the day. Carpe diem Dean, like he does it. I wish. Carpe Dean, that's his new nickname. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish I had that motivation sometimes, but it's like certain times you get into a situation and I'm like, man, this is just too perfect. It's, you know, what are the chances that I would be here? And, you know, for that one, it was just so cool. And I love Russia to be able, and I love Joe. I got to say, I love yeah, Joe. And you know what? Too. I lost him because you, when you made that noise, it sounded like you were kissing. You're like, I love Joe. Um, also, well, too, you know what? Like on the cheek uh, that night. I, I, I remember that photo. You, you got to slap that up on the social meds, bro. I'll find Um, yeah, uh, Dean's got a good point because you know what? It's interesting. We go to some of these amazing places and, and Joe, our drummers, he's younger. So we always try to like, you know, tell him like, you know, you should go and try to do this and that, see this because you never know when it'll be your last time you're ever in that city. And look at now, here we are yeah. in COVID. 
talking about when's the next time we're going to tour? Oh, it's going to be the spring. And it's like, mm, nope. Oh, the summer. Nope. And it's like, ugh. Well, so in glad a weird way, here and here and here. You yeah. hope that this might make people realize, because, you know, I really felt like the whole world was kind of going in this way where, you know, we started to not even want to talk on the phone, just text me. You know, yeah. and I think we're all realizing that connection is important and we do need it. And uh, we do need to actually spend time with other human beings uh, from time to time. So I think that sometimes, uh, you know, you need a big wake up call to, uh, you know, no snap you out of it. So, yeah, I know. I read it right behind your head right after I said it. But I think that, uh, I think that, you know, like if personally, you know, like I took certain things for granted that I think that I've learned through this that uh, just to not take those things for granted anymore. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe it will mean me carpe diem. Dave, carpe diem Dave. (laughs) I highly doubt it, but you know what? Me and Dean got it covered. Dean's got it covered. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah. We'll see on his Instagram. He's down by some river. He's in a boat or something. We're like, where is he's on the top of some building? (laughs) Yeah. Where is that? It's amazing. 20 miles from here. (laughs) I walked. (laughs) Yeah. He always does too. He walks everywhere. Ah, I love Dean. We love you, Dean. We know you're listening. He listens. He's done this 40 mile an hour run or something. He's doing some crazy shit. Yeah. Crazy man. What do you think when we get our guest on? He's waiting Let's patiently. He's been waiting for a long time while we ramble and go on tangents. He's not far from where you live, actually. It's a little north up in Nashville. Let's uh, let's get him on. Hey, our next guest is a Canadian-born NHL hockey player, is a gold medal winner in the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics, drafted in 2009 to the Colorado Avalanche, now plays for the Nashville Predators. Please welcome Matt Duchesne. Woo! What's going on, boys? How you doing? Hey, what's up? Good. How about you guys? Ah, we're doing good. You know, we're yeah, just, uh, you know, missing missing what pumps up blood through our veins, uh, live performing. So I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, last year everything got shut down, got stopped, and then like the whole bubble thing happened. You guys in Nashville went to the bubble. How long were you guys in the bubble? Um, we were twelve days, unfortunately, and. Fortunately, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was a little Fortunately, short. we would have liked to have been there longer. Once you're there, you're like, okay. Obviously, you want to be there for the long haul, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Obviously, guys with kids, it was tough and um, very weird. Didn't really feel like NHL hockey. It yeah, felt, it's like a, felt like kind of an international tournament type thing. So it was it was kind of weird. I'm sure the longer guys were there, it felt more normal. But yeah, it was interesting. Well, I wonder that. Be- because we, as you know, with us, when we tour, they're usually like six weeks uh, at a time or something. And then, of course, we we talk to like pro hockey players, you know, the, there's road trips and they're like, you know, a long road trip is maybe two weeks long, right? Like that might be the longest road trip yeah. or something. So I kind of was starting to see, you know, people getting there and it was getting to the point where it was like six weeks in the bubble. And I'm like, man, this is now these people are at the point where they're seeing what, what we see when we go on a tour and you're at, at that point. I wondered, like, you know, for these people, are you get to the point, that, you know, you start to sense it's getting near the end. You still, you know, you're, you start picturing home, your family. Yeah, it's tough. I can only imagine what it was like being in the bubble right to the end. Yeah, I can't. I, I guess if you're right at the end and you're yeah. hoisting it up. Then it's uh I mean it's worth it. <laughs> I feel for the guys. I feel for like the stars who went that far and and lost yeah. 
um, you know, they probably were met. I know I was kind of screwed up mentally for a bit after it just cause it's like, what the hell did we just do? Um, right. I can't even imagine those guys who, you know, sacrificing the summer's tough time with family and friends. And obviously we were all locked down for so long. So it's like, okay, we finally get a little bit of freedom and, and then it's like, oh, okay, we're going to go into this hotel in Edmonton and just, you know what I mean? Like as much as we yeah. all love hockey and love to compete for the cup, it just didn't, it was a very different experience and it didn't quite feel like what we, you know, grew up, you know, wanting to do and everything like that. And you yeah, know, no, no crowd. Yeah, no yeah. Once you're in there, I mean, you lock in and you, it doesn't really change the way you play or the way you think or whatever. But at the same time, it's, you know, I can't imagine, you know, being those guys, you know, if you didn't win it, it's almost better maybe to, to lose out early yeah, in that, in that year, as funny as that sounds. But, um, I'm really excited about this, you know, the season starting up here and I think it's gonna be a really cool season, even though we only play in our division, at least we're traveling and, and, uh, it'll have almost like a playoff feel to it all, all season. So it's, it's more of a sprint this year than a marathon. Could be a lot of rivalries formed actually this year that carry on for years to come in a weird way. This this sort of shortened season where everybody's just interdivisional, it's gonna it's probably gonna just end up making you know the next 10 years of hockey a lot of fun for it. Could yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if we adopt more of this uh yeah. two games at a time thing. I think I think the owners are gonna like how much money it saves them. And, and, um, as players, it's kind of cool. Cause you can kind of lock in for, uh, two games at a time against one opponent where like, you know, normal season, you're December, January, February, you're playing every other day, especially in those months, obviously that's when the schedule really heats up and, and you kind of go, you're playing nonstop and, you know, you get a team that comes in, you know, that plays one way and then you get a team that comes in, plays another way and different conferences, divisions, everything. Yeah. And it's kind of like you're flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. And not this year we'll be able to really lock in and, and for coaches, it's easier to prepare. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I could see us definitely going more to this model, uh, going forward. I think it's going to have some, uh, some benefits. Come more like baseball, baseball yeah, do, exactly. uh, how many do they do? Did they do, uh, yeah, they play, what do they play? 160, Yes. Or 162 games which is crazy but they Double. play i think three game series every time so they'll play you know back to back to back or yeah. or two in one day sometimes and i know they did that this year so um yeah it is like a baseball schedule for sure let's talk music a little bit here i know you're a huge fan of music we met you uh at one of our shows you came out and saw us uh in denver a couple times actually maybe yeah. Uh, I know that you've you've gotten up on stage uh, and performed with with maybe some country acts or something. What's the biggest uh, crowd you've played music in front of? Um, probably like a, like an OHL size rink, like about five six thousand people. Um, How did that feel for you? That was cool. Um, I don't really get stage fright with that stuff. Um, I've always loved to play music. My dad had a band when I was a kid and that's kind of how I got into it. And we've always been big country and rock fans. And, um, so yeah, I don't really get, I don't really get that stage fright with it. And, um, you know, I've liked to, you know, play guitar and sing for most of my life. And, uh, so it, it wasn't, you know, something I was super intimidated by. Obviously you get the dry mouth a little bit, a little bit nervous, but, uh, <laughs> uh nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. That's why I always have a couple of beers side stage. I, I can't drink any beer pre-show anymore. I used to pound beers before a show to kind of loosen up. And then, why the, not, old Dave? Man, then the old man bladder kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm like, 
Oh, we used to do 30 minute sets or 45 minute sets. It was like, whatever, you can handle it, right? But then it's like you start doing an hour and a half set. And I'm like, I got to say, you got to time it out now. So it's now it's like, I'm like so thirsty. Like I can't, as soon as I get on that stage, I'm like, I grab it before I even play my first note. We were just talking about old man Dave uh, not making it to the end of the set. Because now we play like hour and a half sets. Sometimes we do hour, like hour and 35. And I guess it all depends on how long I want to do a guitar solo. Or sometimes I talk too much. And I can tell sometimes like Dave will start playing some stuff. And like, I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, hey, speed it up here. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of this time. And Dave's like, do, do, do. I'm like, oh, okay, this next song is called. All right, I got it. It's, like <laughs> the music, uh, it's like the music that plays people off to get them to stop doing their acceptance speeches. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Oscars. That's what <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> Who picks the music in the room? Is that, uh, is everybody just listening to their own earbuds now? Or do you, or do you still have like some kind of like, jam that gets the the get the boys all pumped up before a show before a show before the big show <laughs> um you know it's music's funny in the room it's the it's being the dj is the most thankless brutal mm-hmm. job because you can never you know appease everyone uh so i usually stay away from it i i'm the guy i'll grab it in the mornings uh pregame skate and i'll throw we have our team loves country music so uh, like we can i can get away with that in the mornings um yeah. this game gets closer i don't want anything to do with the ipad because i want because i'll uh like i don't know as much of the more upbeat stuff i would be if, if i was going to be putting on some more like heavier stuff or more upbeat stuff i would definitely go more more rock than uh some of the other stuff but i do like what gets put on even some of like the you know the house music or like the rap or whatever um hip-hop um i just am not i don't have my finger on the pulse in that in those genres so i don't know the, the new current stuff but um yeah I, I, there's a bit of everything going on uh in the room um i, I i've been on some teams i hated everything that got played and um thankfully here we the guys that run and do a good job um for my taste i'm sure there's some other guys i would disagree but um i like most of it i know you guys are creature of creatures of habit uh so i always wondered like you know because we we used to do a pretty for me it was like a pretty uh repeatable uh pre-show routine do you, you have that obviously with like you say you know you're hydrating you eat probably a certain amount of hours before the game there's no music playlist for you that ha- you have to hear a certain song before you go out or anything um, like that i'm actually a freak with that stuff um yeah. like we're never really listening to um, like your, your, uh, headphones or anything in the room. Once you're in the room, it's kind of like, that's everyone's kind of unplugged from that stuff. Um, cool. that was different in junior. I remember my first couple games in pro, I had my headphones on in the room and I got like told like, Hey, take those things off. And I'm kind of like, okay, like this is weird. Um, but, uh, uh, see, so yeah, I learned that pretty quick, but, um, yeah, like I, I have everything down. We have that game clock, right? That counts down. I'm sure you guys have something similar. And um, I'm like to the, to like the minute on my whole routine from the time I get there, like three hours ahead. So um, even in the car on the way to, uh, um, to the games, I make a, pl- a new playlist every month, and I've been doing that for the last eleven years. And, nice. Uh, wow. I'll name it after one of the songs or like kind of relate something going on or whatever. And I'll name it by the month. And sometimes it all of it, like two, two months will be like 
the same playlist because this depends on what's being what music's coming out because i don't you know what i mean it's the same playlist i'm not going to give it a whole new thing right. but um and i'll so i'll have that on the way to the to the rink and for you know different times i'll have like a like kind of a pull-up song where i'm pulling up to the into the loading dock and have some plan um and then um when i warm up basically i have a five i do like a five minute dynamic warm-up um before the game just on my own in the hallway and uh it's pretty upbeat so i get a little bit of a sweat on i'll put i'll have like a playlist and then i go i grab some some uh, bio steel and go sit on the bench and and just you know kind of start to visualize a little bit and i have uh i have that playlist still going and then at the, I, at the same time in the clock i run in in inside to start getting dressed and i'll pause the the song whatever it is at the, at the same point so i have a different one every year and i'll mix it up sometimes the year goes on but if, if things are going well i don't touch any of the music so okay. um yeah i'm i'm a, i'm crazy with my routine i don't i wouldn't say it's superstition but um it's just like it's that like kind of locks you in mentally it's like okay i'm ready to go you know what i mean and if you and if you get into a funk i guess it's nice to have something that you feel like can change it you'd be like well i guess i need to change up the music and that's gonna that'll change up my funk yeah <laughs> yeah that's you're yeah sometimes sometimes in our like in any sport you're searching for no answer sort of recipe that's yeah. doesn't matter you know what i mean and i've definitely, been, uh, I've definitely been guilty of that <laughs> it's interesting like now do you think you got that from being in the nhl because me and dave were talking earlier about how we like being on tour we've become more and more ocd with certain things like to the point where now i i come home from tour and i'm literally like adjusting things like everywhere has to be perfect people come to my house like why does your house look like you staged it and i'm like oh like is it something you've garnered over time it's just or you learn from someone else or is that just something you did since you were a kid um definitely a bit of both i i think definitely more in the nhl i think i think the difference is is like <clears throat> so you're just like in junior, you're busting right to the games right so you, you there it's a different amount of time to get there um so you can't really, you get there at a different, you know, because of how long the bus can take, you're not always there at the same time. So your routine's so fluid. So it's tough to get into like the exact same thing. I know when I played home games, I did, but it's just different. You're a kid. Um, when I got in the NHL, I think your days just become so repetitive, especially right. during the season. Like you're doing every single thing. Like your alarm goes off at the exact same time you do the, like, it's just, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, right? Like your, yep. your, your day of a show, you're pretty, I know there's some days you guys pull in like kind of like right before and kind of like you have less amount of time to, to get ready, but it's the same thing, right? Like it's, you have your, you know, you guys like, like you do your warm up or whatever you need to do to, to get ready. And, um, if one so, little thing is off, and- happens at the same time what's that sound check happens at the same time every yeah, day. Exactly. yeah so you know like and i'm sure you guys are the same if you're if something happens like that's kind of off script it can throw you and i think that's where i'm different now is i i almost try to not put as much stock into that routine because at the same at, uh, like i have to just go out and it doesn't matter what's going to happen i remember a couple years ago um it's my first preseason game at home and uh i come like it had it had been a while and you forget kind of your routine and i totally misread the clock like i'm totally i thought i did something at this time um but it was i think it was 15 minutes different so i'm sitting there like on the couch i haven't even done my dynamic warm-up yet in the lounge and one of the boys comes in with like his gear like on and i'm like 
holy, I, I have to be out for warm up here in like 15 minutes. And I haven't even like, yeah, uh, not even thought about it. And I had an awesome game. Um, like pl- felt so good. I was super like in the moment, like kind of dialed in and probably because I just, you know, didn't think about it till I got up there. We all know what to do, right? You can over prepare, you know, and, uh, you got to kind of keep the anxiety and the nerves at bay as long as possible. You just go out and play and you know, you, you're already prepared. If you're doing the right things, you're already prepared. You know what I mean? So, um, so it would be no different for you guys. You guys have done all the practice you've done. You guys are obviously working together. You've played that song, however many times and done it so well, however many times, I mean, you know what to do, right? So it's the same thing. It's the muscle memory. I always joke that, uh, I won't screw up, you know, I can, I could take a month off and then get on tour. I won't screw up that first show unless I start thinking. Yeah. And I actually start thinking about what chord I need to play. Then I will never figure it out. (laughs) Literally erase my brain and just enjoy and just let it happen then it will i just will my body will just remember and play and i don't even have to think about it but i mean i'm telling you sometimes you start thinking and you're like what are you doing don't think yeah yeah don't I think that it's yeah. like you had a few beers at the fire and you're all of a sudden you're like geez do, do i sound good because i'm half in the bag or <laughs> i'm just loose baby i'm, yeah. I'm just feeling some, it good, right some good canadianisms in there yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> half in the bay. Yeah. Well, that's Love like it. I'll be on stage and like I tell the guys, I'm like I can't look, I can't look at someone if they're singing back to me. I can't look at them because oh. I will start singing whatever they're singing. So if they're singing the wrong <laughs> lyrics, I'll be like, Mess, "What? What?" <laughs> and it's the worst. So I have to like, eh, I have to like turn away and like sometimes you'll do like the blurry vision thing where you're like kind of cross your eyes. So. <laughs> It's so silly, but I literally am like Will Ferrell in uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. It's like, he will literally repeat anything you say. If you sing the wrong (laughs) way, I am just the worst. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. I would I'd be the same. I think, and then you probably get pissed because they're singing the wrong lyric, and you're like, "Hey, don't come to my show and sing the wrong <laughs> sing the wrong word." Don't you even know the uh, words? Like, don't yeah. you even know the words, bro? It's uh, a lot of them don't. It's pretty good seeing them trying to like, or some people want to sing along, and they're like, and they they say it after you say it. They're trying to like yeah. almost like catch up. But uh, I've I I'm getting worse. Uh, sometimes I started taking some. Uh, the THC CBD stuff, not for any reason other just for fun before a show. So I'll get up there and it's, and it does stuff to your memory where I'll be up in the, and, and I'll be in the middle of a song and just be like blank. And the guys are playing, they look at me and I just forget a whole line. And I'm just like, sometimes I'll look at the microphone, like there's something wrong with it. Call it the Vince Neil though. You just got to turn the mic to the crowd. Yeah, Vince Neil, man. Just Vince Neil. Like, the line, just turn it to the crowd. You didn't forget yeah. it. You just want so them to what sing it. What is going on? That's a good yeah. little hack. I like that. No, we, did, uh, we did a couple tours with uh, Motley Crue and, and uh, those guys were pros, man. They, they knew what they were doing. There was That's pretty cool. There was no thinking going on there. Did you guys find you guys are both that? Are you guys both dads? No, Ty's not. Ty's not. Okay. Okay, So I found, I found Dave, and you can tell me if, if when I had my son, I had like the best memory ever. Like I could remember like songs, especially with music. Like if I heard a song in 1996 in my dad's Bronco, like I, I could pick, I could hear it and pick up the, the words. And then like now I will like, I'll be playing, like playing with my, whatever I'm in the living room or just playing at the fire or whatever. And I play, I've heard this song a thousand times and I know all the words, 
but I've complete like my brain. It's like my brain doesn't have enough room in it anymore because of kids. I want to give you that first word. If you just hear the first word to that verse, <laughs> you'll yeah. know. That. I just isn't, isn't it weird? How, how did that like? Why? Why does it affect our memory it's so totally, bad? Totally, kids. I, I would like to say you know it's hormonal, but we're we have no connection to the baby, so it's not <laughs> hormonal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's totally true, though. Uh, it also could just be part of the whole age thing, you know. But uh, I mean, I I think that kids do have this like memory erasing uh, ability uh, that they use to like they use <laughs> it's a they use it against their parents yeah. to <laughs> yeah I, it's funny but it's totally true I, I swear i've got songs that i you know i jam these old crow medicine show songs at home all the times and, and I, I i like know the words but i can't think of the first word if i just get that first word then i'll know it but what is it what is it yeah that's what it is i just get full blocked and then i'm like i eh, forget it yeah, my kid now with my I try to play guitar, and my son just looks at me and goes, "Can you put that back where it goes?" <laughs> That's so like, sad. Yeah, I guess I can. You know, used to like it when I played for you, man. What the heck? What happened? <laughs> Your kid is so polite and dissing you. It's great. I wanted to talk. You brought it up, the Bronco. I love this because uh, you just recently got a Bronco. Your dad had a Bronco. Yeah. So now- my dad, had, my dad had like the, it would have been early nineties. He had a uh, red one and then a green one. Um, and he's a real realtor. So we used to drive all around the County looking at houses, uh, and, uh, cottages and stuff. And, um, our County's pretty rugged and it's all, it's all a uh, cottage country. So, um, you get in some back roads, one lane dirt roads and, uh, get some of those ones that you go off, you know, a little quick and this, your stomach drops. And, uh, I have some good memories doing that. That's kind of where my love of music t- took off. Cause we used to, you know, listen to tunes doing that. And, um, I remember I used to be in the front seat, just, you know, nothing like, I don't know, I was four or five, but back in those days, you just, you know, got hair son, get in the front. I'm surprised. Yeah. I surprised I didn't have a beer open while we were going, but, uh, um, yeah. There's no airbags back then that we're going to take that off. You know, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, so I've always like, I've always loved the old school ones, even older than that, that you can take the, you know, the back off or whatever. So that, um, Actually, I've got to know the owner of the company pretty well now. The guy um, on Instagram, they're classic Ford Broncos uh, is the Instagram thing. And he makes, he basically builds them from the ground up. So I got a hold of them through, uh, through actually through Thomas Rhett, uh, who's a friend of mine um, in the country music industry. And uh, obviously pretty, pretty big stud in the, in, in, in the business right now. And, um, he, uh, he got one built, uh, by Brian. And, um, so, um, yeah, I've been wanting one forever. So when I signed my deal here in Nashville, I'm like, yeah, hey, it's a perfect place to have it. And, um, yeah, I love it. It's great. I wish actually I could probably be out in it today. It's warm enough here, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's pretty great for, yeah, flying down the highway to the, to the rink and in, in the, in the fall and, uh, in the spring for sure. It's a probably an eight, eight month vehicle around here. What year is it? So it's a 75, uh, but everything on it is new. So everything is like reclaimed and redone. Like it, like the engine is a, it's a coyote engine, five, five liter coyote. So like what they put in a Mustang. Mm-hmm. So they just tune it down a bit. Cause it would have a, too much, a little too much torque for like the body or whatever. But, um, it's, uh, no, it goes, it's, 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 he's super easy to drive. It doesn't, it drives like kind of a mix between an old car and a new car. So it's kind of like you get that authentic right. 
know, but you're also not like, please, God, don't, uh, don't break down right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to yeah, exactly. So no. you're not just absolutely trying to crank it over like uh, that. So it's good. No three on the tree. No, no, I don't have to deal with that. Thankfully. I've got a Bronco there? on order right now. He ordered uh, yours, one of the new ones, right? Ty, that you ordered. I canceled it. And I'll tell you why, oh, man. It's it's sad. It's because it's because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I actually went and test drove an old. It was a '68. I drove and I saw one in a used car dealership. A '68, all original. It was a piece of crap. Had a you know 302 in it. Had the five liter yeah. in it. But that's the year, right? That's the year I wanted the '68. And I drove it, and you turn it, and the 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 you know, it's just everything was out of whack. The wheels would be grinding against the wheel wells when you're turning. You know, no power, anything. No power steering, no power brakes. Four-wheel drum. Couldn't stop. And I'm like, this is awesome. Just like, it's just such an <laughs> awesome vehicle. Awesome. Like, it's just like a lap belt, you know, roll cage kind of thing. I'm like, this is such a great California vehicle. But uh, and he wanted, I think they wanted like 18 grand for it. But I'm like, I'm going to have to put in thirty thousand dollars into this thing because you got to get power you got to get all that stuff power steering brakes suspension four-wheel disc and you know you could probably take the motor out of it put it like you said put a fuel injector motor. so i was like ah forget it so i just ordered one of these new ones that look look like the old ones and uh but they just sent me an email saying they're they're back ordered now to maybe 2022 so the new ones look awesome they're pretty yeah i'm i'm a fan so yeah. I, I like all of them actually. I think the only one that I didn't love was the like sport. Looks yes. a bit like one of those like Range Rover Evoke, like yeah. kind of kind of vanny almost like. But the four door and the two door look awesome. They did a great yeah. job. Yeah, the two door I was looking at. I just wanted the and you can take the doors off. Yeah, and it's just a machine. I, I was all about it. I was like, it's about time to get yeah. one of these things. Just yeah, they did it right. Yeah, be on the road. So I'll see. A couple of years. So we'll Matt, see. where is your gold medal? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so I have a, I got a case made, um, for, um, I've, I've been lucky enough to win a few with Canada. Obviously that yeah. was the, the big prize, but, um, I had a case made by a memorabilia company I'm partners with and, uh, and basically it has pegs that you put like the, the ribbon around kind of like, yeah. like, cool and you kind of hang them all up. So I got like a room at my cottage where, um, I've got like all my jerseys and stuff and from, from all the different teams. And, um, so I got it, I, I have it there. And then when I leave, I get my parents to take it and, uh, stash it away for me, keep it safe. So, um, your cottage looks like paradise. Uh, I remember you were, I guess when you were building it, you were posting pictures here and there yeah. it was going, it looks like totally like a paradise, uh, so I'm going to invite myself there one of these hey, days. You let me know, man. We got an open door policy up there. So yeah, it it's, looks like uh, a really amazing place, uh, just right on the lake. Uh, so is that Lake Halberton? Is that what that lake's called? Or no. What? So, uh, my lake's called Redstone Lake. So up there there's, I mean, there's like over 600 lakes. So, right. um, there's, it's, there's so many nice ones. Ours is one of the bigger ones. There's about three or four in our area that are like probably the most desirable kind of ones to be on for size, you know, depth, like our, our lakes over 300 feet deep. So the, the water's really clean and there's like no weeds. So, um, fishing's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to just 
yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it was a dream of mine. Always have a place on that lake. We used to rent a place there for a week, uh, a summer when I was a kid, starting when I was five years old. And, um, I didn't, you know, playing hockey, it never, you know, it was always about the love of it and kind of getting to live my dream. And the only two things I ever wanted to buy was a cottage on that lake and a, and a Florida F-150. So, uh, mission accomplished on those two yeah. things and everything else since has been gravy and, uh, just still very lucky and happy to do what I'm doing. And, um, but, um, yeah, that's a, it's a special place up there. Actually, we own the place beside it too. Uh, my place, so my parents are, are right next door. So yeah, we like cool. a full point facing West. We got the sun set every night and yeah it oh, is wow. for sure my wife's from denver and it's her favorite place on earth so um it's pretty cool you know it just that kind of showed me how special it was you know it, or it is up there that you know somebody who barely been around water her whole life being landlocked and in denver could love it there so much yeah that's cool it's uh it, it looks like uh like seriously like a paradise uh, Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you, you gotta do it right i actually just bought 45 acres my wife and i just bought 45 acres in uh montgomery alabama and uh you know there's sort of like a 10 plus year plan to uh to turn that into our paradise and nice. I, you know, I don't oh, think there's really? any it's no, it's got a three acre pond, uh, oh, nice. as well, but, uh, yeah, in Alabama, it's hard to find a lot of lake side property, you know, close to the city. We have to be within a certain amount of time for the, my wife to be able to get to the hospital and all that stuff. Right. Um, I'm excited though. Cause I, I think about, you know, honestly, I look at something like you've got, and it's like, that's like the paradise that I look forward to. You know, you want to have somewhere you can go when you, you know, you have an off season. It's like, we have similar thing where I feel like when we come off of a tour, you know, there's a little mini off season between tours and it, just the idea of going somewhere where I can just like breathe easier. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I like. Well, I mean, living in Tennessee now for a year, I knew we were going to love it here, but we love it even more than like we're, this will be home full time. Um, no matter what happens the rest of my career. And like once we're, you know, once I'm retired, we'll be in Nashville or like in, in this area. So, um, man, the South is like the best kept secret from, I can't believe more people don't live down here. I mean, you, you can, it, the weather is incredible. People are nice. It's, you know, you, you just have a white Christmas, I think in Nashville too, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, oh. people don't know what they're missing here. It's uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's yeah. So where are you right now? Where are you guys caught? Where are we talking from here? Well, I'm in Chattanooga, so I'm not, I'm only a couple oh, okay. hours. Out yeah. You. yeah. I'm, uh, I've been in Tennessee for almost four years now. Uh, Jeez, I didn't wife, know that. That's cool. Yeah, My wife's doing her medical residency here at the, uh, Erlanger hospital in Chattanooga. So she'll finish that next summer. So we're here, we've been here for, my wife's a Tennessee native. She was born East Tennessee. So oh, that's cool. I mean, me and you, we have that. some parallels. You there are the, you you're like a Canadian, you got an American wife. Are your kids born in America? No, my, so I was in Ottawa when I had my son. So, um, that was pretty cool to have him up there. And then my daughter was just born, um, on the 9th of November. So, uh, down here. So we do have a, uh, Tennessee girl in the, yeah. in the, uh, in the family, which is cool. And, uh, it's kind of funny. My, so we have two Canadians and two Americans in the, the, in the house. So, um, yeah, the girls are American. The boys are Canadian. So, um, yeah, it's cool. I got to work on getting them both their duel, but I, I think it, I think it'd be, I think it's probably more important for my son to be American, um, or be like dual that way than my daughter to be Canadian. So, but, uh, yeah, kind of which team he wants to play for, uh, internationally, right? That's something you yeah, can <laughs> to play for. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Oh man. 
Well, maybe we should wrap this up and let you run. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you taking some time and uh, chatting with us. Uh, I'm super excited about the season starting up here soon. And uh, of course, uh, you know, here in Tennessee, my kids are Nashville Predator fans. So uh, we got we got Preds jerseys and, and, you know, I'm a Canuck fan, of course, being from Vancouver. But uh, I've always been a a believer in you got to support the the home team where, you know, like if we went to watch a game in Denver, when you were playing in Denver, say we would be rooting for Denver just because that's the home team. I like you. So it's like this thing that I really want my kids to understand uh, how important it is that they root for their where they're from and their home team. So I think my son and my kids are going to be Nashville Preds fans for their life. So that's uh, awesome. we'll be rooting for you here this season. Uh, watching you Sounds play. Good. Sounds good. Well, uh, I don't know what, obviously we were texting about it. I'm not sure what this year is going to look like in terms of uh, crowd and stuff and what we're going to have, but uh, let me know if you can get out to a game and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. So I'd love, love, yeah. uh, love to return the favor that you guys have, uh, you guys have uh, done for me in the past. So um, looking forward to uh, seeing you guys back out on the road too. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> good stuff guys i appreciate it take care see you guys Bye. that was very nice what a great guy yeah he's a great guy you know what i noticed with hockey players is they all seem like they're just like so genuinely sweet and caring and nice i don't know what the deal is yeah i know a lot of hockey players you know it's uh you're you're so close to your parents right because your parent is so much of it requires parents like sacrificing so much to take you to every single practice game early before school after school so i think that you get this like i don't know there's this connection with your parents and in some weird way you just end up being really polite i i I don't know yeah well i I think it's responsibility too so much responsibility at a young age where like rock and roll is the <laughs> the epitome of not having being responsible for anything. Right. <laughs> it's just a bunch yeah. of jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of all about rebellion, be... right? Yeah, screw your parents, exactly. screw everybody, screw society. Yeah, screw the man. And it's like hockey players just, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. And it's like, yeah, he's work not too hard, far from you, man. Work hard and be disciplined. Yeah. It'll, it'll come to you. You go check yeah. out his Bronco. I mean, I do remember when he got that Bronco. Those I went and checked out their website. They're like 130 G's for one of those whew, Broncos. Yeah. Insane. But they're probably yeah. bad. On the Coyote engine in it, the thing is just insane. It's like driving out yeah, in a nice. Mustang with it as a Bronco. It'd be cool. You gotta tune yeah, it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Tune you gotta tune it down because the thing does a pop of wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was another fun edition of Band Meeting with Tyler and Dave. Uh, I guess uh, listen to us where you, or you already are, but if uh, you are listening to us, like us, right? That's that's fun. You could like us. Yeah, everyone seems to like to do the like thing. Make sure you subscribe. I think that's a big one. Subscribe, like us. Leave something nice. You can always reach us at Band Meeting podcast at gmail.com hit us up say yo what's up uh you know you should get on your show yeah Yeah, guest suggestion bandmeetingpodcast.com that's where you get all your information there's all the links to our social media on there uh and also our most important our merch site where you can get one of our sweet mugs back there 
our sweet teas. You know what you do, Dave? I think uh, if it's not already up, we're gonna. You know, we're we're gonna have a hockey shirt, a hockey theme shirt. You know, we got a hockey guest. Let's do a hockey theme shirt to to that is just because we got the hockey. The hockey season is happening. Let's do it. Well, to get in touch with our man Sketch Bailey, who is the mastermind behind the art, and see if he can't put together another uh, another little doodle for us. Oh, awesome. Yeah, check him out on Instagram, Sketch Bailey. And uh, other than that, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you at the next one. Bye-bye.